it's the beginning of the year. My 10-year-old, who is in 5th grade, approached me with homework yesterday. The worksheet from school said, define strategies for your SMART, your SMART goals, in 2021. I was pretty surprised. SMART goals in 5th grade? Well, I like to question things, so of course I've asked her what SMART stands for, really expecting no answer. And she thought for a moment, looked up and down and then said something like specific, measurable, realistic and the last one I forgot she said. I was amazed. The concept is old. It is generally accepted that the SMART acronym was first written down in November 81 by a consultant named George T. Doran. Of course I looked this up. But it's turning 40 years this year. But I still find many who know about SMART goals but can hardly name the words it is composed of. So why do we set goals? It's the ever young subject at the beginning of the year. Stay with me when I talk about the role of the brain and a few rules to set goals successfully. Welcome to Leadership Bits. Setting goals gives us long-term vision and short-term motivation. It focuses our acquisition of knowledge and helps us to organize our time and our resources so that we can make the most of our lives. Like taking control or more control, optimizing results, create better focus, hold ourselves accountable and maybe even be the best we can. Goal setting is a surprisingly complex psychological tool though. What happens in our brains when we set a goal? Number one experience a shift in identity. The human brain can tell the difference between what we want and what we have. Our brains absorb the desired outcome into our self-image almost immediately, establishing it as an essential part of who we are. I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro this year and just by setting that goal, I'm already active, adventurous and strong. Secondly, chemistry plays an important role. With every achievement along the path to meet our goal, our body releases dopamine into our brains, creating a sense of pleasure. Ideally, we'll set ourselves up for a regular reward system of dopamine-induced motivation, breaking long-term goals into short-term goals with multiple measurable steps. So, as I mentioned earlier, maybe I want to reach the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro this year. So, I could find the best time of the year, check, ask for vacation days, check, book the flight and tour, check, set up a training program, reach my training targets, and so on. Careful though, dopamine is a two-way street. No achievement, no reward. The brain suffers drug withdrawal when we don't achieve our goals. Be aware that missing a goal will have a negative psychological impact. So how does this all look like in a corporate setting? It is safe to say that goal setting and the corresponding process at the tail end of the year, the performance review, are some of the most hated and disruptive aspects of corporate life. Try to tell anyone who overachieved last year at maybe 110% that this year was only 95%. In most cases, you'll be dealing with a frustrated employee for months after that discussion. Also, many employees and managers don't differentiate enough between the day job and the goals, which usually come on top of the day job. Typically, the day job is 90-95% of all work, and goals only represent the rest. 
Goals are meant to give us the edge in the top end after a day job is done. Like in a car race, the day job would be to drive a lap at least as fast as everyone else. Goals are there to find the extra millisecond that help us to ultimately win the race. It's very hard to be objective also. Yes, goals have to be measurable. I've seen environments where the MBO, the management by objectives, was a pure mathematical process. But while this makes it better to understand, it took the life out of the whole process. What is there to talk about in a review when the goal achievement is the result of just numbers? Which reminds me that the most important aspect about the whole process is the dialogue. Because it's about judgment and money, it often seems that both sides can only lose, but also we cannot just stop doing it. Goal setting is vital for psychological health, personal growth, and it's good for business, remember, winning that race. It's the question how we do it. Single most important rule, don't turn the performance review into judgment day. Make sure your employee walks in 100% knowing what to expect. Back to the homework, which triggered this podcast. Letizia had already set some smart goals during class and now it was about defining strategies to achieve them. That was the actual homework. A little side note, because I come across this common misunderstanding so often, goals are ideally describing a future state of achievement. So by the end of 2021, I will have climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Whereas many goals read climbing Kilimanjaro, which in fact is the action, not the goal. Unless climbing and not reaching the top is your goal, that would be something else. Letizia's number one smart goal was to participate more actively, measured by raising her hand at least two times each class. She decided to A, say things even when she wasn't completely sure if it was the right answer, and B, not to judge herself as shy, but rather considerate. I think that was pretty smart. Hope you liked today's podcast. Be well wherever you are. Hope to see you back next week. Thank you.